Hello and welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber, a movie review podcast partnered with a secret organization of fighters, martial artists, and those guys who hit the punching bag in the gym between reps. They don't really know what they're doing, but their hearts are in the right place. For first-time listeners, we are partnered with our honorary shadows, Alex Kohn and Nikonsi, who began their movie review podcast and coincidentally named it the same as our organization. So we took them on and allowed them to record the podcast here at The Secret Chamber. My name, of course, is Basil, retired general of the Assassination Corps for The Hidden Shadows, and now your host. Now today's a special day, since the boys couldn't all be in the same place to record this episode, we are using our portal magic so that they can record it remotely. We have one of our esteemed shadows who specializes in teleportation and portal magic, Contavius. Contavius, say hello. Yo, yo. So Contavius, how long have you been a shadow for? I've been a shadow for 200 years now. And I'm still learning every day, but I feel like I got a good rhythm now. Ah, the 200th year. Still new to the game, but confident enough to really enjoy what it means to be a shadow. Can you tell us a little bit about how the portal magic works? Oh yeah, for sure. So, I combine my mana, chi, or chakra, whatever you know it as, energy, with my warp crystals to bend reality. Think of reality as a piece of paper with two dots drawn on opposite sides of it. Our goal is to connect those two dots together. So what my portal magic does is bend reality or the piece of paper together so that those two dots are touching. There's some other stuff involved, but that's just a simple breakdown. Fascinating. Have you ever seen the movie A Wrinkle in Time? Yeah, I have actually. Mm. I loved Oprah in that movie. Yeah, she was pretty good. You know who surprised me in that movie? Reese Witherspoon. She killed that Miss What's-It role. Oh, that's true. She did do a good job with that. Well, are we ready to go? Oh, yeah, bet. Here we go. never heard you do that with the portal what what are you doing oh that's my bad i i've been binging dragon ball super for the past two weeks oh right right i totally get it alex con and Nikonzi, i leave it in your hands everyone enjoy the episode all right you ready contavious <laughs> <laughs> So we watch the heroic ones, and it, it's um yeah. I got the IMBD up. Good pod, guys. That's I have. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the podcast. That's uh, it. All right. You have know, a good Obama night. Obama impressions. Uh. <laughs> Dude, really good job at that, June. Really like serious. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And Nikonsi, you were on your A game. That's it. It was amazing. So. 
the All right, well, uh <laughs> remember to follow us. And so, uh, happy uh, September. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yes. Yes, let's kick it off. Happy September. Oh, no. Oh, 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 mm, mm, 3. Enunciate two, 1. Yes. Happy September, y'all. Um first of all, welcome to the podcast. We are a movie review podcast like Basil had mentioned earlier. My name is Alex. And I'm Khan. And that's Nakansi. And that's despite Nikonsi. the fact that you don't hear him, he is indeed here. I'm here, guys. I'm here. See, there he's, we go. Okay. Oh, thank God. He just came See, out because he's such a shy boy. He's so strong. He's, he's a shy. He's a strong boy, but like he sacrificed his uh, outgoingness for strength. And it was for his family. And he's... Kind of a hero. My favorite thing is that Alex isn't going to edit this out of the pod when he releases it. We can see him, and he can't see us being douchebags. Ah! I can, like, rolling your eyes. No, I can I can see Basil with his portal magic. He didn't do the spell right, and I can only hear you guys. I actually can't see you through the portal. Uh, while we're doing our remote podcast, you guys are in another realm. Yes, that yes. I am. Would we you say different... we're in the seventies? Because that's when this film came out, nineteen seventy. Yeah, a, a Hong Kong production put together by the Shaw Brothers Studio. This film was directed by Chang Che, and was actually originally released. On August 14th of 1970. And it was one of the top grossing Hong Kong films between the years of 1970 and 1972. That's awesome. No, it was a good good flick. And it was a really good uh, movie to kick off Shaw Timber with. Um, Kansi, you are the mastermind behind Shaw Timber. Can you kind of... uh, let our listeners know what they have to look forward to this month. Oh, if you want to know where um, things really started popping off, everybody should read this book called China Forever. And it's actually about how the Shaw family uh, wanted to show people Chinese culture and the only way for them to do it was they they really hustled. They went basically door to door to every single country and made connections with all of the cinemas to play these films. And Shaw Timber is um, a way to celebrate all of their old films that, that they were able to uh, become basically famous for because they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds oh, God, and hundreds of martial Junior, can you get that of did, martial art films thank you with different eras it's amazing it's crazy they they are yeah so okay, so we're gonna be watching some of the older movies. Um, are we gonna work our way up the decades and come to a modern movie, or are we just gonna go classic Shaw Brothers? Um, who we'll knows? See. There's who knows? There's, there's only, hundreds, yeah, and hundreds. 
How many Fridays do we have this month? And hundreds. Oh, June. June, can you get that one more time? We only have four Fridays this month. And technically speaking, we missed one. Hundreds. For September. Hundreds. So we only have this episode and then two more episodes for September. And then we're going to get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Okay, Nack, now you're going to get him. And, and hundreds and hundreds. Yes. And hundreds. Okay. And hundreds. And hundreds. Fuck, see, this is why we need to hundreds. be in and the hundreds. same room when this sh- kind of shit happens. Hundreds. No, we're just giving you an opportunity Guys, to edit wherever you feel like. And wait, hundreds. but can you hear me now? Hundreds. I can, yep. Hundreds. Yes. Uh, we say hundreds real quick? Hundreds. Hundreds. Okay. Hundreds. All right. Now we're good. Hundreds on hundreds right, so on fantastic. hundreds. Anyway, we only have a couple of uh, weeks in September, uh, mostly because we release on Friday for Kung Fu Friday. Bless. But, and I mean, you know, we got to get as many as we can locked and loaded for the future. Yeah, Next. I got I got a few surprises for you. Um, I actually started watching these Shaw Brother films from the very uh, first one, which was a two-part film. Uh, but I saved you some of the old boring stuff because we just kind of skipped through that. For for the enthusiasts, you want to like watch all of them, uh, but I'll skip us around and show you the good ones. Uh, and the concept for like for some people who are just starting to get into the um, the Shaw Brothers, do you have any like uh, well-known movies that you'd like to kind of let people start with? Yes, uh, we actually reviewed this film a little while back, and it's called Drunken Monkey, and that is a Shaw Brother film. Oh, that one's so good. Yeah, direct. Yeah, the fighting is. Very good in that one. I, re- I really enjoyed that one. And uh, I just pulled up that Wikipedia list, and I th- I am consistently impressed by how many I actually recognize. Just think about how, by today's standards, how long it takes to make a movie, right? So, on one hand, you can kind of, like, kind of, you know, not give a shit about how min- how the production value of each Shaw Brothers film is when you look at they made so many like when you, when you think about it currently it takes you about 6 to 8 months maybe more not including reshoots of just straight shooting uh current scenes and for actors right not including the time it takes for them to like get trained and stuff for whatever martial arts they may put in on top of that. And then you have probably like another year of post edit. So, um, another reason or another thing that we should take into consideration, you were mentioning, you know, the production value that they put into this, like that sheer effort. You know, these are movies like from the seventies and you can't, do shit in front of a fucking green screen and just CGI it into the movie in post edit. Nah, man, you're doing everything like by, you know, bare bones, like yeah. extras. Like in this movie, what was the amount of extras in this goddamn movie? Uh, like a thousand people. 
there was, pro- there was probably like a hundred. Yeah, there's like there's a hundred people so, on screen there's sometimes. There's definitely shots that like you can see all forty actors on screen, and then there are other <laughs> shots that are like, no, there was thirty actors that walked through, and they're being followed by another thirty actors and another thirty actors. And finally, good. end scene. There was a hundred people walking there. There was. <laughs> there's just really good camera angles and people walking in circles behind the camera. So that's pretty. Uh... Cons, can you give us a little breakdown of the plot on this movie? Yes, the heroic ones is actually literally thirteen grand guardians. That's the Chinese name. And in eight hundred and eighties. Imperial China, the Tang Dynasty court no longer had effective control of its empire, and the national capital, Chang'an, was sacked by Huang Chaos anti government army. Li Qiong, a Xiao Tao chieftain loyal to the Tang cause, led his troops to suppress the rebellion. His 13 generals, essentially all adopted sons, helped expel Huang from Chang'an. Although a rift between some of them became more and more apparent in the process. Following the victory, Li Keyong accepted an invitation for a banquet at military governor Zhu Wen's territory of Bian Liang, unaware that it was a trap to assassinate him. Yeah. Crazy part some events in the film are actually loosely based on history. That's cool. Um, yeah. What was your guys' impressions on this movie? Uh, this movie was really long. <laughs> it was two hours long. It was. Do you know why? It was wait, super long. Wait, I know exactly why it was so fucking long. It's because why? there was these moments where the characters were going in and out of like the castle or the or the forts. And they had to film and the fucking minute-long, like, horse ride over the moat, in through the gates, where they say bye. Like, that, like the kind of shit that you kind of, like, skip. You, like, you kind of assumed, okay, they walked into the door, now they're inside the building. They're like, no, nah, we're going to actually just film the whole thing. And we're going <laughs> to show you it. I guess it made it a little bit more immersive. <laughs> You're like, damn, it takes a lot of time to travel. I'm really traveling next to this horse. I am. Oh. <laughs> Over the river and through the woods to uh, grandma's house we go. Wow. Yeah. I really actually, I actually, um, no, I enjoyed this movie. I really liked the brothers, the adopted sons, um, especially son number numero 13. Uh, they were just awesome. Did he really just say numero 13? See, I did. Uh, we <laughs> did, um, I, I thought he had like a really great, uh, character about him. He was like a leader. And even though like all the bullshit was going on with his two brothers, he was, he had faith. He was a loyal brother and a loyal son. So, um, yeah, that made the movie for me. I actually, I really enjoyed this film. It was cool to see. Uh, how they did the special effects, like when they lit shit on fire, they were actually lighting shit on fire. Oh yeah, the special effects guys like they, you had a guy they lit who, the whole camp on fire. Right, you had a guy who like this is old school. This is grassroots shit. Like 
They had the special cloth that would contain the flame. You know what I'm saying? You were getting into some real old school special effects. Super dope. This is really like one of the the beginnings of um, the Shaw Brother uh, martial art films. And you could tell that they were getting a bigger budget. Uh, they they really they kind of took their time to tell a story, which was pretty cool as well. Yeah, you can tell that this was probably one of like the big movies of its time, right? This was probably like, do I want to go as far as saying like this was the Avengers of 1970? Like this is a big fucking deal. M- yeah, maybe pretty much. Right? Yeah, uh, it's it's a big movie, huge budget. Uh-huh for that time yeah super dope costumes and everything oh yeah man uh those were some ornate costumes yeah and it took two people to move that spear (laughs) that was a nice spear the 13th (laughs) brother spear yeah he had such a massive like heavy spear that it took two people to carry that shit um think think about that right just think about it he could move a single man's body without assistance that's how much of a beast and he his was. and he could yeah and he could swing his spear and it took two people to move the spear it was cool though man like because like all the brothers were kind of like uh on, on similar calibers you know what i mean they were the ger- the generals the 13 generals of the army so they were fucking beasts and you got to watch them infiltrate right the enemy lines and and just go full-on dynasty warriors on these henchmen just murking motherfuckers so it was, it was really cool it was um amazing action the entire time through speaking of that for how old this movie is it's surprising how little dancing in the background these people were doing they did a lot of like all right we need all 40 of you to charge and then get the fuck out of the way for this shot. And they just kept doing it like, ah, and then it's like, <laughs> how, when, when do the people stop running forward? I have There's to so say, many of them, they were, they were quality the brother, extras. The brothers, um, were extremely smart. Some of the scenes, uh, were so well done. Like, when you're fighting a huge army like that, what is the best thing to do? To stay out in the open? No. You you make it so they have to go through these narrow passages with these huge spears so they can barely hit you. And then you single them out and kill them a few at a time. And that's what they did. Yeah, bro. Uh, like, coming from, like, a, a kung fu uh, style or form. I know very little about this. Um... Isn't most of Kung Fu, like, made for fighting multiple opponents? Uh, it's made for every situation. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, without without looking into it too deeply, as uh, neither of us are practitioners, uh, but some somebody else... It's a martial is. art. Yeah. <laughs> it's what? war, so it's made for every situation. Yeah, yeah. they were... They, what I was leaving into about is... That. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is like Alex, think about, think about how, in Star Wars, there are multiple ways to use the lightsaber. They have to go through all of that training 
to figure out like what is their style even. Yep, chopping, chopping onions, right? clipping, chopping toenails, onions, um, absorbing the thirteen dragon or the thirteen talismans of the Chinese zodiac. You know, becoming the Wu assassin and opening <laughs> letters. Uh, anyway, specifically though, like there's a style in in Star Wars that Mace Windu is supposed to be like the best practitioner of at the time and of course it's Samuel motherfucking Jackson but like like he was a really good duelist but he was best for his like just straight up war like cleaving through people dudes we need to have a Star Wars episodes 1 through 3 like month. Ew, gross. No, quit you, the worst. To me. The worst of the Star Wars. I hate one. Through I'm just three. joking. Because one through those. three is better than the Last Jedi. I hate one. <laughs> yeah, one sucks. There's only Two one thing dope. I like about one. There's only one thing I like about one. Liam Neeson. Darth Maul. Uh, Liam. Liam Neeson is cool. Ewan. I like Ewan McGregor. E- Ewan McGregor and Darth Maul. What about Connor McGregor? That's it. I thought he was pretty good in it. He wasn't too bad as Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Oh, ugh. Yeah. Barf. Gross. All right. Uh, How about some badass moments? They, yeah. <laughs> the, they, uh, the, my favorite badass moment? Yes. Of this movie, not Star Wars. Not Star Wars. Just for clarification. This was, yeah, uh, this was the heroic was, one. Remember, guys? Was when Jar Jar Binks... Oh, uh, God damn it. Takes He's gone. takes uh over uh Emperor Palpatine and really Jar Jar Binks is Darth Sidious. We went down my favorite moment. <laughs> and and all the other Star Wars movies wouldn't have happened if Jar Jar Binks was good, but he's evil, and that's why Star Wars is still going. <sighs> They're gonna like they're gonna complete that circle eventually, bro. And it's gonna blow your mind. Um, My favorite part is when Misa people... never was on the Jedi side. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen in My the next Star Wars part film. Is that this people December. are going to like dig through and skip a couple parts in our podcast, and they're gonna be like, they were on Star Wars for like ten minutes out of a half hour podcast. What the fuck are these guys doing? Misa used Anakin as a clone, <gasps> as a fake. My favorite badass moment of this movie. One of them is uh, just basically the and then Anakin just comes back remade as a real person instead of Darth Vader and and it was all a lie and that's what's gonna happen in the next Star Wars film so one of my favorite badass moments was uh, when the 13th uh, brother was basically leading them all into the um, into the castle uh, when they were making that 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 final assault once they escaped uh the first time and he took the troops the full army and he snuck around the back because now he knew the enemy base and he took like you know his own platoon up there and basically you know war tactician uh flanked the enemy and just won the war it was it was cool i liked it you were actually seeing some some war tactics on that beach yeah yeah, yeah. And then Anakin came back and he was yeah. fat because he stopped working out and he got really into trading 
baseball cards and he gets all the lame ones so he doesn't really make any money and he lives with his mom oh man i hate when that happens. yeah yeah <laughs> what was your favorite you know for this <laughs> when uh <laughs> um my favorite badass moment was actually the beginning the first fight with um the giant buff asian bald guy and the uh the brother jumps down from the top of the castle to fight and it is a pretty intense fight with flying and everything oh yeah that was a really good fight i i enjoyed that one it was sick and he was able he tricked the guy and and got the rope around his neck and i think one of my favorite parts was when he he even tells his dad how long it's gonna take him to to defeat the guy and he does it that's such a like he's like I'm going to beat him with this, this, and this. And, you know, if you want to bring out more people, go ahead. But I'll be right back. <laughs> um, Thanks, Dad. You want chicken while I'm out? Okay. Any, anybody? Anybody? No? Okay. All right. I'll be back. <laughs> That's great. God, no, guys, and no took, sweat. He didn't even sweat it. He didn't. He, and he was wearing really fur, cool y'all. Yeah. That's freaking hot. In the desert? What? Oh, my God. doesn't even crazy and real hard yeah. junior uh it's kind of hard because honestly I, I legitimately think that every action scene was really badass in the movie so i instead have uh two primary what the fuck moments and and can't specify the badass moment that well okay we can get to those um well how about we get into our uh number ratings for the movie I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. Because I know this director and this director has made some amazing films and for one of his earlier films it's not bad. I still I really enjoy it, but it's not there's some of his other films I will rewatch over and over and over again. This one I'll pull out for my friends occasionally. Us. That's us. <laughs> uh I'm going to give this one a six out of ten um in the range of like this genre of movie um i'm not in a hurry to watch it again uh but it but i still enjoyed it like it's it's still like you know it's a deep like it's important to it's important to watch but i'm not going to like watch it all the time or say hey guys you need to watch this but if you if you are a uh, Kung Fu cinema enthusiast, Gotta watch then it. Like yes, that. watch this. Mm-hmm. If you're not, then I have other movies for you to watch. That might make you want to watch this one later on, just to appreciate it. That's right. Junebug? I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 because it doesn't stand up as well as other movies of this era as a classic, but it is really good in this sense. It doesn't, uh, it's like you were saying, Nikansi, where you don't really want to go back and like rewatch it and analyze everything out of it. It's not like a all time favorite, but it covers a lot of the, it covers a lot of the check marks really, really easily. It was really fun. And it was a great experience. 
but it's not gonna take that like top ten movies slot, you know. But this director does have some amazing movies that we will watch. Yeah, later. we're gonna. Ooh, ooh. It, He's got some crazy amazing movies. It's definitely got me excited. Yeah, for like the next few movies that we're gonna be watching. So, um, okay. Kick- wait. Yes. Wait. There's more. Wait. Uh oh. Do you remember the Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires? Yes. We watched it for Halloween and we we laughed hysterically and it was a fantastic time with friends. Was that a shot? Directed Brothers? by this. Yeah, directed by the same person. Fuck yes, dude! I'm so, so you, I'm so oh, excited you know. for they Halloween got, movies. He's got he's got classics and they're hilarious. Yeah, they he's really got are. classics. He's got classics. Uh, yeah. Um. You already see when you compare those. I mean, you know, we will go back and watch the Seven Golden Vampires because it was such a good time. This movie, we're probably not gonna go back to watch. No, but those movies, I'm really excited for for uh, uh, Halloween themed uh, kung fu movies. It's gonna be a blast. Um, But June, why don't you kick us off with your uh, too? With your what the fuck moments, Brett. Okay, yo, yo, the first time, I can't remember, I can't count right now, I think it was, I think it was 12th brother, it might have been like 11th brother, because I think our primary antagonists were 4 and 12 yes. in this movie, right? Yep. Right? Yo, fuck 12th brother, he had the creepiest fucking face in the goddamn <laughs> movie. You, Hey, you called it, that guy was creepy. He, I was called it, smile. that guy was a fucking creep. He was and, enjoying archery know, way too much. Yeah, shout out to the actor because he did his job really well. I was sold the second I saw that fucking face. He was a creep. And then, spoiler alert, him and Fourth Brother, this is the other fuck what the fuck moment I had planned. They was going to rape a bitch. That was my fucked up moment. That was yeah, so I fucking did. weird. Like, there what? was literally no well, <laughs> no precursor to them wanting to rape her. It was literally just... Ah, she let us stay in her home. How Let's do you give her the D? How do you make the audience hate a character? You put rape in there. That's right. Or and it was and it was is instant disgust. Or make them eat right? baked cherry tomatoes. That's just disgusting. Yeah. Look at the Return of the King and the Mad King. That was you know that was gross. I hate that guy. Gross. Ugh. Final gross. what the fuck moment? I might have stolen this from you guys. He's just taking all of them. He's just taking all of no, them. No, do it, man. Fucking, you're savage. Yeah. Do it. Like a savage do beast. Do it. Was when 13th brother <laughs> was so weak because he had been fighting for so long and he and it was leading up to his actual murder and then the actual murder happened. Go watch this film to find that murder out. It I was, feel like I want to tell them, oh. but I want them to see it for themselves. Yeah, you're gonna it be. It was wild. It's, it's gonna be worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can we Erg. we just well, but some people might not watch this movie. Only the enthusiasts are gonna watch this movie. It's very. It's really close to the end. Do it for the enthusiasts. It's actually. Like, it's, it's kind of one of my favorite parts. It is. I know. That's it why is I didn't death by to... horse. Yeah. By many horses. Yeah. One death, that many was, horses. And that was, was a fantastic death scene. And they played, the pacing was fantastic because we were looking at each other like, 
are they gonna show this movie in the 70s they're gonna show this part I don't know. I don't think they're going. Oh shit! They totally they just did it. showed it, and it was right. the second it was, most brutal rape scene of the movie. And oh, man, it was by, just rape by oh horse. my god. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. That's not what happened. But it was I'm kidding. No, it was good. But it definitely was bad, the but pacing it was, for it, it was fast enough. Like it, they, it, <laughs> that, we knew it was gonna ha- come right. They but made it, was it look slow good enough too. It, it that was we good were contemplating effects. the whole time, like. They're really going to do this. The fourth brother and 12th brother are just completely villainous brothers who really are going to have their own general brother pulled apart by horses. They gave us enough time to contemplate that well, and then show it on screen. They they like, did a good job of dragging it out and building the tension because they did it in a way that in other movies, someone comes in just in the nick of time. So that was what what my thought process was going. I'm like, okay, someone's gonna come, the dad, one of the other brothers is gonna see what's going on, and they're gonna stop it from happening. But no, like, <laughs> you have to go through this whole horrendous uh, experience. So yeah, I thought they did a really good job with that, man. Good what the fuck moment. I think that, and part of the reason that it sticks in my mind as one of the biggest highlights of this movie is strictly because. We don't have a lot of movies, especially that early on, I'd assume, without having to go through an extensive library right now. There's, I, I can't think of too many movies that really have, at least back then, have no hero or the hero dies. That's a good point. Right? Yeah, it was it was tragic and ironic. Um, any other what the fuck moments y'all want to get into? Uh, Junior pretty much covered it. It's good. Sorry. No, no. Don't be sorry. It was good. That was no, perfect. it was good. Yeah. Um, I I picked all three of the like. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening, guys, and uh, make sure you tell your friends about it. And I hope you guys get on and start watching some classic kung fu movies, especially some of the ones that we've reviewed. And uh, follow us on Instagram at HSTSC33, Facebook, Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. And then uh, June, don't you have a thing that you like to plug? I, 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 do, I do have a thing. Please come to twitch.tv forward slash Cooking Ninja Carve. I am also on Mixer as well if you don't know what that is. That is another uh, streaming service that was, for long and short of it, is uh, Microsoft's answer to Twitch that has been slowly building over the last several years. And go there. And you, I also happen to, uh, you know, could use some advertisement money. So there's this thing called loots.com. If you just go to my Twitches, my Twitch and my Mixer, you can get a link there. You can drop on stream in advertised text. Fucking dope. Go do that, guys. And uh, jump on there, too, to talk about the winters. And remind me to hydrate. The harsh winters with my uncle in Livingston. 
In the bog, when we would go bird watching, we would look out for quails and sparrows and bluebirds. I remember when me and my brother Billithin would go into the woods and we would play a game called Hide the Egg. This is like the version of what I'm saying, but the poor version. Gross. 